Hey everybody, RC Alienation version 2.0. I am Dan. This is episode 170. You guys are all here. We're back. We're back. Causing trouble? Yep. What's up, guys? As always. <laughs> did anybody fly this week? I did. Mm, no. Mm, negative. Did anybody wrench what? on anything this week? I did. Uh, Affirmative. Wait, did it? I fly last weekend? Yeah, well, it doesn't matter. We recorded Well, Sunday. you tried to, didn't you? No, I did. Never mind. I flew. Yes! Well, it doesn't count. Can you have a little bit of an incident? Yeah, it doesn't count, dude, because we recorded on Sunday. It was before we recorded. That was not was an incident. I made a speed helicopter spontaneously. Oh, I was referring to your trailer incident. There was a trailer yeah. incident? Yeah, there was a trailer incident. <laughs> so... I know this because I was trying to text him about something, and he's like, dude, I don't have time right now. I'm at the field. And then, like, some, you know, it it, it waited about a minute, and then there was, like, a dot, dot, dot locked out of my trailer. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yep. So you had plenty of time. Uh, Not to fly. We were trying to go home. (laughs) <laughs> I think little man was in there playing around. We saw some. He gets in there and he gets into my stash of bungees, Uh-oh. and it's like zip lines all over the, the trailer <laughs> for every little little man that will put his hands together and slide down one. Well, I noticed he was over in the area by the side door. I obviously, didn't think anything of it. And when I go into the trailer, I just take my keys out of my pocket and hang them on one of the hooks on the wall. Well, yeah, you know, I hop out of the back of the trailer, and usually I always have the side door open. I'll lock the back door and grab the generator and everything. Well, the side door was shut. He hopped out of the back. I shut the door, put the master lock on it, went to open the side door. Yeah, locked. <laughs> Oops. What is one? Does AAA, who helps you in that situation? My wife. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that was the other message. I'm like, so are, can you pick a lock, dude? And he's like, yeah, with my tools that are inside <laughs> that are in the, the trailer. trailer. <laughs> the trailer. <laughs> Actually really good at it once I get in there. <laughs> yeah. So the wife to the rescue. Yep. She brought the keys to the truck, uh, the spare keys to the truck so that I could drive home. And then I found my uh, kind of all-in-one key and uh, used the die grinder on the lock on the back. <laughs> <laughs> Fits oh, all locked. <laughs> <laughs> Problem solved. When did this yeah. happen? Ah, uh, last weekend. Saturday. Uh, yeah. And you didn't talk about it on Sunday. 
Uh, I guess not. Hmm. Yeah, hmm. I blew the I blew the skids clean off the Goblin Five Hundred and made speed skids out of them, and was so pissed I kept flying. Hmm. I like it. Was it faster? I think it looks pretty cool. <laughs> was it faster? Yeah, well, it was, know it was way faster. No, I yeah. put the vortex on there, and and somehow when I transferred models in the radio, I. I mean, I still kind of don't know exactly how, who, or what, but when I transferred models in the radio, I forgot to go back and check the throttle curves, and for some reason, they were back to default. So hmm. I brought it up, put it up into idle up two, into a hover, <laughs> did a punch out, and then went to do, you know, a full negative <laughs> go down, and it just shut off. And it's just like, <laughs> yeah, and that thing autos like a lead brick <laughs> so it came down but i gotta tell you it's a pretty tough little bastard i mean it blew the skids clean off and it broke the plastic pieces uh one plastic piece underneath but nothing else I mean, got broke and it, then the cool part is i i unplugged it plugged it back in was like what the heck no way all right i'm just gonna go up there and lightly do it see if i can get it to like shut off and then catch it again and I did it again and slammed it into the ground again. <laughs> and then oh, finally awesome. figured out what it was. And I just bolted the little leftover piece of carbon fiber on the back. I put that black <laughs> that plastic piece back in the back. Dude, it looks like a speed goblin. It really does with those little goofy skids. Found a level spot to set it and flew it. And I mean, since you know you only broke the skids in the plastic piece, and it's only a 500, that had to be a pretty cheap fix, right? Dude. I found this conspiracy of the entire heli industry. 80% of the profit from SAB is made on 500 skids. <laughs> like, they're like 20 bucks for one, aren't they? So two skids and the two plastic pieces, $30. Oh, Oh, man. freaking dollars. I, there's got to be something wrong there. I've broken skids on the 770, and I don't think I've paid $30 to replace them. I was like, oh, my gosh. So I uh, last night or the night before last, I was like, screw this, dude. I went to uh, I went to Lynx and ordered up some skids from them. I ordered up the aluminum little cross brace deal, which... I know some people are like, oh, you got to watch out. That plastic piece is sacrificial so you don't break the frames. Well, if you guys remember, this one has the KDE battery tray. And I have a lot of confidence in that whole setup. That is burly. I mean burly. So I kind of feel like if you bend that, you would bend it anyway. You know what I mean? Like, if you break a frame on it now, it's a rekit anyway, so it's just mm -hmm. not going to matter. Yep. So I ordered the little Lynx metal ones and then got some extra skids and vertical fin and uh, side plate for the tail and just a whole bunch of other goblin things. I, I Sorry, SAB, but that's ridiculous. When I can get, like, a pair for 10 bucks and, it, you know, both sides for 10 bucks. Are they carbon fiber? Here, here's what I... Yeah, no, they're carbon fiber. Here's what I think, dude. That is your, you know, the price is is supposed to be your punishment 
for doing something as stupid as forgetting to check <laughs> your throttle curves. You know, that's very fair. I mean, very, very fair. Yeah, it was, it was, it was all me. I mean, there was no question. I said some cuss words though, uh, thinking that it wasn't. What? But sure enough, that's so unlike you. Hey, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I don't think I've ever heard you cuss before. Yeah. Ever. Ever. This is news of the week. Yeah. Yeah. And I was. It was pretty dreary out. Uh, you know, really cloudy. But I wanted to. I really wanted to get some flights in uh, with the vortex on there. And it, it definitely flies a heck of a lot better than it did as far as the tail goes than on the E700. That's kind of where I Gosh. left it. Um, oh, well, so remember those New Year's resolutions we were talking about? Yeah. No, oh, mm-hmm. here we go. Tradition would say that I would have broken one already. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. I agree. But, oh, nay, nay. I'm going the other direction. I... Took one piece, uh, put one piece in the puzzle to succeeding at my New Year's resolution. Wow! And I got a, I bought a helicopter. Oh, nice! That's right. Wasn't that supposed to be a fuel helicopter though? Uh, no, not particularly. No, I thought the, I thought the six hundred was going to be a fuel helicopter. Well, so I, I bought an E five. I found a crazy stupid good deal. I, I couldn't pass it up. I mean, it, it was used two hundred and seventy-five bucks for an airframe. It's like, oh, ah, shoot. Okay, take my money. <laughs> yes, just take my money now. Um, I've always liked the E five. I think it's really versatile uh, because you know you can fly it as a five fifty out of the box, or there's like just re- numerous stretch options for it. Pack size, motor size. I mean, it really is. You're not stuck to just that one size. So my intention was, okay, I'm going to get this, and that's going to fill the 550 gap, right? Okay, slot, done. Well, then after talking to kind of everyone, and I talked to Bodos, and I was like, all right, dude, so what's your favorite setup? Like, I don't care. I'm not partial to anything. You just tell me how do I want to fly this as. You know how I fly. And He's like, oh, man, stretch it, 626s, put some 3,000 packs in it, or 3,300 packs, and he's like, you will absolutely love it. So that puts me into, it's kind of a 600 electric then. Yeah, that's unfortunate because now you kind of have to go with the 600 unless you uh, only commit to going down to 550s. Well, I think what I'll probably do, um, I've got my motor, and... My ESC ordered for it. I went with a 4025 550 motor and uh, the Scorpion 120 SBEC. I didn't want to mess with the receiver pack on this one or extra BEC mm-hmm. or anything. I just kind of wanted it all in one. So I think what I'm going to do is, you know, even if I do, even if I keep it as a as a 550 or a 600, it doesn't really matter. I'm just going to stay 12 cell. So I'll probably buy two sets of packs for it. I'll buy a set of thirty three hundreds. Um, go ahead and tr- go ahead and do the stretch on it, and then I can bolt six twenty sixes on it, or um, buy a set of like I don't know twenty six fifties or something, and fly it as a twelve S five fifty, and fly it with five fifties on there. 
So I feel like I've got a lot of options. So it, it might not look like a f- it's going to be a 550, but it definitely could fit that bill. But I, hey. I think whatever, you know, when when it hits the end of the year, whichever configuration you have more flights on it as, that's that's what it's got to go as. Ooh, I like that, Jesse. I mean, because that, that's what the Four hell is, I thinking. I think that's fair. I, I mean, I really do, because at the end of the day, if it... If it fly, if I like the way that it flies better as a six hundred, then mm-hmm. that's really what it is. Yeah. No, I'm I'm totally cool with that, dude. I so there's still a a, a possibility that he breaks his resolution, Jesse. Thank yeah. you for bringing it up. Yeah, yeah th- there, there is is a possibility, but I'm yep. headed in the right direction because you are. You're yeah. definitely in the right. Congrats, direction. Congrats, dude. You, you need like, one of each. Yeah, you yeah. just bought a new heli. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm. That's pretty sweet. I am stoked. Um, yeah, super stoked. Let's see what else, man. I don't know. We were talking about this week. I think we're. I know Justin is. I know I'm going to go in that direction. But I want to do this night heli thing again this year. It's been many years, three, four years, or something like that. But I think it's time. Yep. So. I've got to figure out which one. I'm not sh- I'm not sure yet. I might do it on the MD. Maybe one of the E700s do a night setup for it. I'm just, I'm not quite sure yet, but hmm. going to start looking into that. And I think, I think that's it. BK servos offer a value not yet seen in the industry. For less than $100, you get a super fast servo with plenty of torque. Lightweight, compact, and unique CNC design with excellent centering. There is just nothing on the market like this today. So if you want to experience great value and industry-leading support, head over to www.bkservo.com and check them out. I didn't really do much this week. Uh, I got four flights in, so I was happy about that. That was on the chase, of course. The weather most the, most of this week was pretty freaking horrible, uh, but luckily I had today off, and today it was really nice. I mean, I'm talking like 50s, sunny, mostly clear, a little bit of a breeze, so... Uh, you know, I did a little bit of wrenching over the week to get the new X-Nova motor put into the chase. That went in with no problem whatsoever. Did a little bit of maintenance on it. Um, made sure that the belts were still running true with the new pinion and such. And then went out and got some flying in. And I'll tell you what, that motor is freaking powerful. Now, I had the KDE in there before. Uh, And usually the KDEs are like the ultimate power, but there's something about this one at all the same settings. It feels quite a bit more powerful when you're pulling at full pitch. The other is it it any lighter or is it the same? It's, you know, Jesse, it's about motor. It's the same. It's the same stator. It's a 28 Mm -hmm. uh, by 16 millimeter. Uh, So it's about the same weight. I think they differ by a couple of grams. Nah, not Nothing major. Okay. The but other it's red. thing, it's red. But it is red. Yeah. yeah. It, it, but it's that's red. important. That's the key. That's that what was this the selling is point, all really. about. Right. Yes. Now, the other thing that I did, just completely on a whim, was to increase my BEC voltage 
from five volts to six volts. So I'm running the Hobby Wing 50 amp version three ESC. Awesome little ESC. I definitely recommend it to anyone that that wants to give these 360 class helis a try. And it's got an awesome BEC. You can program it from five to eight volts. It's like seven amps continuous, not peak, but continuous. And you're using and the governor in there? I am. Man. And the governor's awesome. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I've, I've got a Bavarian demon on it, so I have no choice but to use the governor. The, the one trick there, Nick, uh, uh, for people who are interested, the governor seems to perform much better at uh, a pulse width modulation frequency of 32 kilohertz as opposed to the standard 8 or 16 that you, you might be more familiar with on like a castle or okay. a scorpion. Mm -hmm. But anyway, I, I bumped the BEC voltage up to 6 volts. Now, I, I'm running the the stock KDS servos on there. And an old school JR3500 Mini on the tail. Not my choice. That's just what it came with when I bought it. I've been planning on updating it to MKSs, but just haven't gotten around to it yet. Uh, and I figured uh, I want—I didn't want to blow up the 3500. Everyone says it's made for 4.8 volts. And there were some people that said uh, you shouldn't go to six. I said, screw it. We're going to go to six. All of the tail troubles that I've been having just improved by like 100%, just going from 5 to 6 volts, which was nice. incredibly sweet, promising. I mean, that makes me feel much better about getting the full set of MKSs on there. Yep. Just like and, the old BLS 251s, man. I yeah, mean, they exactly. were rated at 5, but when you put them at 6, they completely changed. It was like a completely different helicopter on the tail. And that was with yep. no change in tuning whatsoever. Nice. Really liked it. The other thing that I did, uh, based on a, on a request, recommendation, whatever you want to call it, from Josh, who is uh, one of my friends up in Denver, uh, I flew it on the Denver file first without going back to the Seattle file to see how much of a difference it made. And it does make a, a lot of difference down here at sea level. Now, Josh, if you're listening, I don't think it made as much of a difference as uh, I would have expected in comparison to Steve's heli. And maybe that's just because Steve likes his heli with overall higher rates than I do. Uh, but it was noticeably faster and poppier without changing back to the Seattle file. And then I got, let's see, I am up to now. I, you know, let's talk about this for a second. Are we doing the whole SIM check-in weekly? Kind of like we did with the flights last year. Oh, I can do that. Yeah. Why don't you, uh, I'm going to look mine up really quick, Nick, and you tell me what you got. Uh, let me let's see here. Okay, I got mine first. I'm at two total hours of sim time so far for I the year. Two hours and 50 minutes. Nice. Nice. I really slacked this last week. I mean, really slacked. I this got part. about an hour and 15 minutes in this week, and it felt really good. It, it's, it is paying off in the flying because I'm feeling much more comfortable. I'm seeing things progress. I'm playing around with different stuff. 
So I, I, I if it continues down that path, I feel like 2015 is going to be a good year for the sim for me. Cool. It'll fade. It'll fade. You think so? Yeah, it probably will, fade. but we'll see. Man, I'm going to ride support, it until man. it until it fades. <laughs> That's what I'm here to do, man. I'm here to support. <laughs> Thank, yeah, yeah thanks, tell. Dan. Oh, tell. dude, I can, can I tell. can feel the support. You've got the support yeah. of a tube top. Dude. Yeah, <laughs> standing on your shoulders, man, is like standing in a pile of shit. <laughs> a stretched out tube top, mushy and smelly. Yeah, and steamy on a. I don't know. Are we know. talking about a tube top or what? <laughs> yeah. So you, 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 and, and uh, I'm confused. Justin's a talking about a pile of shit. What we're describing. I immediately brought it to feces. I'm not sure what Nick was thinking of, but boobies. Boobies. Huh? <laughs> 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 Unsupported. Unsupported. There you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That went downhill fast. Well, are you done, yeah. Justin? I'm pretty Down, much done. Yeah. This weekend's weather looks freaking horrible, so I doubt I'm going to yeah. get any additional flying in. Hmm. Yeah. What did you buy this week? Me? Yeah. Well, the motor came, didn't it? Or oh, yeah. Just did you have that? I didn't buy anything. That's huh. not fair. No new heli. Man. No new helis or... Yeah, no helis. No radios. Motors, speed can I mean. Oh uh, yeah. Well I may have I may have bought a new radio. What? <laughs> what? How'd that I, like slip yeah, how'd that slip wow. your mind? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean hey, sorry, I was just I, uh, out there trolling with my lure. I didn't expect to catch a whale. <laughs> <laughs> I bought a jetty. Oh <laughs> yeah. And you just oh, yeah. forgot to mention that. And that just, uh, you know, just it, was, it was a small D. De- I mean, in comparison to flying, <laughs> you know, was I it? just figured you guys wouldn't care. When are you going to send it to me? Never. I figured you bought it for me. No, you didn't. No, it's definitely not for you, dude. Nope. No more support. Yeah, I, so I, I pulled the trigger, picked up a Jetty a DS-14, which is the more standard... Um, uh, handheld transmitter as opposed to the big wide tray but it's not the full up ds16 which is like the uh it's got the clear aluminum anodize and it's got all of the features this is the ds14 basic which is basically a uh it's still aluminum it looks exactly like the ds16 except it's all black and there are a couple of plastic bits where on the other guy it's aluminum And in addition to that, it has a basic set of functions, but it has the ability to go online and buy uh, upgrades to the functions that the DS and the DC-16s have based on what you want to use it for. That's so cool. I love that. And so overall, what that means, I mean, you know, for helis, we don't need nearly as much functionality in our radios as like some of the big scale guys and the gliders. I mean, the thing can support up to like 15 flight modes. What do I need 15 flight modes for? I, I'm good with three. And so I don't need to go and spend money <laughs> well, for another 12. Are. Right. <laughs> yeah. Six Just months from now, you might be. Who kn- well, hey, man. Yeah. 50 RPM increments. I do one minute and idle up 11. And then I transition to idle up 12 and a half when I'm going against the headwind 
Yes, exactly. And then tailwind, I dropped down to 9.3. <laughs> I have three different throttle holds, two bailouts. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, going to sound so, awesome right before you crash. Click, 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 bang. It's it's which one am I at? Which flight mode am I at? Shut it off. Does this one have gyros in it? (laughs) Yeah. So I I mean, I'm still playing around with it. I haven't put it on anything yet. Um, I'm just getting used to it. It's um, oh, you have it? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, dude. I've been messing with it. Absolutely. And you still forgot about it? Yeah. Yeah, I think I think he was trying to hide it from us. Homie, don't play around. Nick Nick threw the right bait, I guess. Hmm. I just was thinking you usually buy a helicopter or a motor or something, and then when he said the X Nova or the yeah, I was like, ah, oh yeah, that's it. That's the thing for the week. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'll send you pictures, Dan. No, I don't want pictures. Oh, you want them? <laughs> no, I don't want any goddamn pictures. I don't want nothing <laughs> from you, man. You're gonna <laughs> get gr- graphic pictures. They're gonna of, be dirty of pictures. Gimbals. Yep. <laughs> Gimbals and switches. <laughs> yep. You're going to love it. I don't think I want any of your pictures. You say that now. Well, guess what? What? Two exciting things this week. Uh, I bought a sim. Yay! Oh. You mean you re-bought a sim. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> And I actually created a folder called archive and I put that email in there just, what? just for you. Wow. No, this is I'm going to lose that folder, but I, yeah, yeah wait a minute. Gone. Was well, that no, one you of your new year's your resolutions? I don't think so. Could be. We can go back it's and rubbing off. I think we, we razzed him so hard that it's going to just bother him every time now. Nah. It, He'll be sitting there looking at this email like, I really feel like I should do something with this, <laughs> but I don't want to, but I'm not going to be able to sleep at night if I don't. I'll just delete them, because once they're gone, they're gone. Yeah. It, <laughs> he's like, I seems to work great anymore. for you. <laughs> so yeah, I got the uh, the um, Maxim next. Next. Awesome. Maxim. Yeah, I put about... Uh, 45 minutes on it this week. The last few days. Nice, nice. dude. What, good. what model are you flying? Um, I am flying the Nitro 700 uh, line. Oh. Interesting. I, Why? I, I mean, have one. you tried all the other ones? No, I don't. Dude, I don't. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's like it flies. You know, I went in and I tweaked it a little bit. Head. Made it feel as close to mine as I could and left it at that. That's nice. Yeah, I don't know. I suck, man. Any like any any structure to the sim? <laughs> yeah, not crash. No, no. Or, I've just been trying just to. Like, I've been I've been trying to redo the shit that I knew know that I used to be able to do. It's not going real well. <laughs> yeah, I just literally like what? Am like Give us an example. Freezing up, like uh, inverted circuits on the sim. Mm-hmm. I could just do those without thinking about it. Now it's like. Turn, 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 turn. Oh, shit. Something's going wrong. Smash. <laughs> don't do a oh, lot of inverted no. circuits with multi-rotors now, do you? No, I don't. Oh. Don't do a lot of circuits <laughs> with multi-rotors 
inverted or otherwise. You don't do a lot of anything with multiverse. Yeah. You just sit they there and themselves. watch them. <laughs> I, I lift off and press the go button. That's about it. Hmm. <clears throat> so another kind of cool thing happened today. Um, I can confirm that the Blade 700 flies. Oh. Yeah. Somebody it's came, not a blade it. in a box. Somebody nice. came. Somebody came over and flew it. Someone came over. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. I had a break, a little bit of a break today, and it wasn't real nice. But I, it had been ready, and uh, I didn't really look over any of Nick's settings. I just checked the swash and tail to make sure it was correcting the right way. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Ship it. That's great. And um, I didn't. I didn't get to do much with it because it was just a kind of a in the driveway kind of hover and a little bit of tight enclosed circuit stuff like that. But, you know, it was about four minutes of uh, nerve wracking flying. I couldn't believe how nervous I was. <laughs> Hanging on for dear life. Well, I mean, when's the last time you flew a 700? Actually flew it. And, you know, like it's been a couple months because, I mean, I did fly <laughs> still holding on to this damn cold too i did fly steve's but i didn't i don't i'm not real comfortable flying other people's shit right so i didn't really yeah. fly it the last time i flew actually flew and really wrung it out as best i can anyway was um middle of november wow <laughs> i did some demos for some business associates that came over oh yeah yeah so yeah i mean the uh the rush is still ready to fly everything's good to go now um it's supposed to be fairly decent tomorrow and i am actually going to go flying so for rizzle perfect it'd be good i'd be i'm curious to see (laughs) what you think about it yeah i'm gonna go through the uh fly bar list tomorrow i'm gonna actually go to work but i'm not gonna work i'm that's where all my shit is so. you're gonna go fly yeah i'm gonna go and sit in the shop and kind of do a little tinkering um the last time i flew my i don't know if i ever told you guys jack knows this story we were uh when i right when we got back from urcha i flew i went to that uh wings for wishes over montana mm-hmm. and i was Doing some pre-flight, and I noticed that the tail, maybe I did talk about this, but I noticed the tail was loose. And um, it, the, somehow or another, the, the clamps that hold the tail into the main part of the body, you know, the right there at the yoke, those loosened up. <clears throat> so I got them tight, and then I noticed that my uh, tail gain was, you know, it was a little chirpy now because it, it wasn't dampened by a <laughs> by loose parts by loose parts <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> so i have yet to do that i'm going to try to do that uh tomorrow as well and get that thing going i mean it flies but it just it i've been flying it with a chirpy tail <laughs> so i mean has feedback it's not bad it's not but you can just you can i can tell it i don't know if anybody you know you could hear it other than that, it's it's not too bad. It's just a little high. So get that going. And then um, 
I don't know. I got a goal tomorrow. I'd like to get like nine flights, nine or 10 flights. It's supposed to be pretty decent tomorrow. Still a little yeah. cold, but sunny. So wish we still got a bunch of snow on the ground, which sucks, but yeah. Nice. Well, it's good, dude. Nice. I'm, I'm, I'm proud of you, man. <laughs> it's some flying in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Other than those other things, which shall remain unnamed. Yeah, don't touch those dirty. Like we just said, those, you don't fly those. No, yeah. you really don't. You don't really. They play. completely dilute the hobby for you, don't they? Don't you? You have to go there and not touch them. Well, unless it's them. your little two fifty. What are you doing with the two fifty? No, you had alluded to the fact that you were two fifty in it. I no, <laughs> you can't play with those on the weekend. It's like diddling yourself in church. It's just not right. <laughs> oh wow. Oh. Okay. okay, but I, I <laughs> you got I, my point. Didn't you? I, I am going to do yeah, a little clear. bit of work while I'm there, but it's just I'm going to uh, run a four-hour CNC program. But I'm going to fly just... while that's working. All right. Is that all right? Mm. Will that work? Marginal. Mm. Depends on your. Yeah, but you count. skipped the quad question, Dan. Are you or are you not building an FPV quad? I have built an FPV quad. And I've, I've built several of them. Have you? No, not <laughs> for your work, dude. <laughs> no, I've 250. built. Yeah, I've built some. I built a couple small ones. I, I built a, uh, a tricopter too. Oh yeah, yeah. And you've been FPVing with it. I haven't been doing a lot of FPV lately, but I did. Look, mess at, around do you with see them. this? This is the first time we've heard about this. Yeah, and he's this like is a like... closet FPV freak. Uh, no, yeah. I told this is why he's not flying his pod and boom stuff. Yeah, I'm not Dirty, doing a lot of FPV. The prediction's coming true. I'm not doing a lot of FPV. I, on we got to get him the Red Baron hat, Jesse. <laughs> yeah, and the fan. Yep. <laughs> yep. You can use my generator to power it. <laughs> I'm gonna get one of those freaking industrial Home Depot fans for you. I don't know if you guys have ever flown a tricopter, but they're pretty fun. They fly just like airplanes. Well, multi-rotors kind of do as well. Yeah, but they don't really turn. Oh, that they, you can do so coordinated fun. turns with a with a tricopter. <laughs> Get those coordinated turns down. Pacing <laughs> <my> tricopter. <laughs> Be sure to use rudder. <laughs> so fun. Fuck you, Jesse. <laughs> you're, you're making it sound like amazing. Like, yeah. And then I was like, left. And then I was like, right. I was like, hold it. It's a track. Hold it. Hold it. Don't fall out of this turn. Don't fall out of this turn. You can do it. You can do it. You're hollering, hey, guys, come look at this. This is Check why this I don't out. tell you guys about what yep. I'm doing at work. I just flew between tr two trees that are 100 feet apart. But it looked like it was 15 in my goggles. <laughs> I don't use goggles. Break time. No? Get what screen? do you use? I use screens. Uh, yeah, me too. Mm. But uh, yeah, that's it. I'm done telling you guys what I do each week because every time I do, you make fun of me. Oh, I'll go now. Can I make yeah, fun of you? Since, yeah, you can make fun of me. That's fine. <laughs> I mean, what's <laughs> sounds about right. <laughs> So not, man, no no flying. It no fly! Uh, with us recording last Sunday um, and the weather being, it actually did clear up a little bit this afternoon, but at that point I had already found other tasks to fill my day. Um, so no flying uh, this week before the show, before we record. 
but I did get a chance to do some heli stuff this week. So it was actually a fairly productive week. Um, something that I'd been meaning to do for quite a while was the charging case has been a little bit, uh, a little ne- neglected. Um, you know, I'm still running the some older chargers, the, the 306Bs, and so kind of that original larger style case. And you know, I figured with all that real estate, I might as well add to what I got and kind of make it a little bit better. So I went and added like a, a, a wall outlet, a tent. So you put a tent can, inside of it. So, yeah, you know, I wanted to build a heli trailer, so I said, screw that. I'm sleeping in my charging I'm case. I'm going to put some <laughs> wheels on my charging case. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I put a wall outlet in it um, that has built-in USB plugs as well. Yes. So, uh, you know, cut out a hole in the side, then jumped over with the AC voltage and wired that in. And now, because I always get out to the field, and you know, I run one large extension cord from the generator to the back of my truck which I then usually plug straight into the charging case. So if I want to plug in laptop charger, um, I have like a little radio boombox deal out there. If I want to plug any of that stuff in, I either have to run another extension cord from the generator or go plug it in up front by the generator, which is you know 15 feet away at the front of my truck. So this will kind of open up some options, just being able to plug you know the laptop charger and all that stuff right into the side of the charging case. So just super accessible. Um, and then add in the USB ports built right into that. So, you know, charge your phone and, and whatnot. I'm always streaming uh, Spotify or, you know, doing something out there, tethering my laptop up. And so sucking the battery down on my phone. So now just quickly being able to plug in there. And I still just got the one single cord um, that I got to keep in my truck. No splitters, no nothing like that. So um, just kind of clean it up and add a few more options. See? Um, so, yeah, nothing huge there. And something that I forgot to talk about um, last week when I recorded, and I can't believe I forgot about this because it was just this awesome learning experience opportunity, which usually means I did something wrong. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, you got to make mistakes to learn from them. Um, So it it was a couple weekends ago when I was out flying the Nitro, the N7, and, you know, I, I I went out, did a couple flights on the 7HV. It was flying great. Went and flew the N7, and I was kind of like, man, the cyclic feels really, really odd. And then I go to do some TikToks, and the helicopter literally just violently starts twitching in the air. I mean, it's one of those where you're like, you know, you think something with the elevator, like a servo arm could have snapped off, or like something just has completely lost control. And, you know, immediate response is, oh, crap, they're out of hold. Um, Auto the thing down to the ground. And this this is one of the worst because I walk out there, kind of check the heli over, and nothing mechanical is wrong. There's no bent servo arm. All the ball links are still hooked up. Um, Everything seems like it should be functioning properly. And lo and behold, when I go and give a full forward or a full back elevator input to the helicopter, all three cyclic servos violently twitch the swash plate. They, they all move like 30 or 40 degrees of travel, just like this huge twitch. And if I keep holding the elevator input, it just keeps twitching and then returning, twitching, and just doing this back and forth thing. So obviously that's what I was seeing in flight. So I'm going, crap, now I'm going to be looking at, you know, buying a V-bar, buying it. Since it was all three servos, I, I kind of figured it doesn't seem like one servo specifically could be causing this, but who knows? I, you know, just, I hate tr- tracking down 
kind of electrical problems like that. I'd rather just have something mechanical, physically see it's broken, and then just replace the parts and you're good to go. But something like this can sometimes require a little bit more investigation. But I did happen to get lucky when I plugged the V-bar into the computer and I'm kind of, you know, glancing over the settings. And all of a sudden, I noticed the agility slider all the way to the left on the V-bar screen is pegged all the way at the top. <laughs> and, first, oh, well, and, and first, I'm like, wow, that, you know, that's really odd. It's, you know, all the way at the top in the range that it says on there is 40 up to 120. And then I look down in the box and I have 231 typed into the box. <laughs> so I'm not even like, I'm not Holy even at the crap, 120. dude. And I don't remember the last time I touched or tuned to this heli is, is the weird part. I'm, I'm guessing it had something to do with maybe when I was using a little control panel. Um, I, I don't know, because I typically, um, before this last trip out to the field, I hadn't even been bringing my laptop for quite some time just because I could make all the changes right on the control panel. Um, so I have no idea how this value got in there, but the agility setting was at 231. Um, I quickly That's saved awesome. the... Yeah, it was, it's like, you know, I, I really love my heli super rigid. Does so it rigid. not have a, a max? M- like maybe. a limit? Or can you literally go in there and type like well, a thousand? Yeah. Well, see, the funny thing about this is if you'll remember back probably like a year or a year and a half. You did the I same think thing. I, it was on the warp with the main gain. Yeah. And I crashed. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I, Justin, I don't know if it actually was, you know, cause I had typed 231 in maybe the software or the V bar does limit it to the maximum input it can accept, but it would sure seem like it was letting me go above because of the negative symptoms I was seeing. Um, that is crazy, dude. And so I saved the file quickly before, before I decided to change anything. I'm like, I'm going to save the file just to make sure, you know, I can repeat this and guarantee myself that's the fix because it, it it did almost cause me to crash in flight. So it wasn't where I wanted to be like, ah, I think it's fixed and then go fly and have it still right. happen. So I saved the V-bar file, then dropped down the agility to like 60. And then on the bench held full elevator and nothing. Everything was perfect. So I was like, all right, sweet. So then I uploaded the file again, up back up to 231, held elevator and it started twitching. So I'm fairly confident that everything... Uh, is going to be fixed, no problem. And actually, shoot, I, I can say with absolute confidence because I, I have gotten out and flown it since then. So that was that Friday, and then I flew it on Saturday and got in a bunch of flights on it uh, two weeks ago. So that's all it was. You got you to gotta really watch out when you're typing in, keying in numbers in your fly barless units because bad, bad things can happen. Wow. You know what I'm the king of, speaking of that, is the whole What's bank that? thing on the software. Mm. I'll be like, yep. I'll forget to apply to all banks before I make a change, and then I'll make three mm-hmm. or four changes, and then all of a sudden I'm like, well, I never put that there. And it's like, oh, no, you're right, I didn't. I just never updated it from four flights ago, you know, copied yeah. it across all banks. So, yep. yep. Yeah, that's the downfall with having cool features like that. You also yeah. forget about throttle curves, right? Yes, are you sure it wasn't yeah. because you took? Are you sure it wasn't because you took the grommets out of your servos? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. There we go. There You're we go. Right. That could have been it. I didn't I like, think I'll about that. I'll show him. Yeah. <laughs> Just fly this immediately. Yeah. So, 
but no, that, you know, s- simple fix, but one of those things where you're just kind of scratching your head for a minute, but yeah, not too much to it. And then other than that, as weird as it may sound, I also got a new sim this week. <laughs> what? Since, you know, the, yeah, crazy. And, you know, they, they kind of give you two licenses uh, when you when you buy it. So which is actually turns out to be a pretty sweet deal in the end, you know, so uh, we split that and I've been messing around with it a little bit. I'm not quite as quite as high as Justin and Nick, but I'm at an hour and 20 minutes on the sim. Oh, I'm at an hour uh, and 15 so total, by the way. Oh, nice. Oh, oh nice, dude. And so I'm at one hour and 20 minutes. Uh as of right now, but now that I got the full version and I'm not like, you know, two minute increments, tweaking, <laughs> flying for a couple minutes. Yeah, uh, true. That I could see how that uh, would be. So I, I can, I foresee an increase in the next couple weeks. Um, so yeah, looking forward to getting back on the sim. I really got to sit down and, you know, go through and really lay out what I want to work on um, and kind of get the structure um, back to the sim because for me, just sitting there and kind of you know messing around for a half an hour isn't that I get that's not how I progress uh, the best. So mm-hmm. I, I really need to get focused and pick. Okay, let's pick those five maneuvers or those ten maneuvers, whatever I choose. I want to work on, and let's just dial those in and you know mix in a few old ones here and there, a little bit of warm up, but um, try to get the structure back to the sim session. So we'll see. Start start progressing again, definitely. And that's nice. that's what I've been up to. Not really much I can make fun of you, you about though. Ah, not a whole lot. I mean, you could try. You could give it a shot. No. Could back. It could backfire. Just let you know. I'll spare you. <laughs> You'll spare. I'll spare you this. Time. Oh, oh, thanks, Dan. Just save it for next <laughs> week. I'm sure there's got to be something coming up in the future. So. You would think. Yeah. So does that wrap up everybody's week? think so. Do we have any news yep. this week? Yeah, I got a little bit of news. Somewhere. There's no question that PowerLab and iCharger are the top of the food chain when it comes to chargers, and choosing which one is not an easy task. What is easy is choosing where to buy them when you're ready to pull the trigger. With their knowledgeable sales staff and industry-leading customer support, choosing Progressive RC for all your charging needs is the easiest decision you can make. www.progressiverc.com All right, guys, this week's news is brought to you by HeliDaily.com, your daily RC helicopter news magazine. What do we got? All right, we got a couple, imagine this, Goblin 380 things. So they have um, put out a nice little video overview and um, a couple options for this, the quick battery connect kit. I got to see these. This is pretty cool. Basically what they're going for is you're going to wire your ESC, um, solder some bullets on the end of it, and then it's going to go into kind of like the lower portion of the frame. So uh, then you do the same thing opposite on your battery tray. There's a little spot on the battery tray, so there's no more plugging in and unplugging connectors. When you slide the battery in and lock the battery in all the way, it powers it up. 
Yeah, I, I got to see this at OHB and actually play with it. It's pretty slick, dude. It, I mean, you basically just drop the pack in the front and then slam it, and it yep. snaps right in and powers the whole thing up. Yep. Really, really cool setup. Uh, I know it's not going to be for everyone. You know, it does commit you to using. It looks like EC3-ish style. Yeah, they are. They're EC3 style things. And it's going to have to be a custom charging setup, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How definitely. reliable is the yeah. is it the lining up? I mean, is that going to last cycle after cycle after cycle? Uh, well, I don't really... S- I mean, in looking at this, the way that how tight the tray, you know, appears to be, I don't, I feel like it's not going to be really any different. Hmm. You know, I just, hmm. I don't feel like it'll be any different. If anything, it's really going to cut down on wire fatigue at the back of the connectors. Because, right. you you know, you don't yeah, have wires flopping solid. around. Yeah. Um, this is an upgrade. They're not going to... I. To the best of my knowledge, they're not going to come like this. You can either buy it in uh, the upgrade package, which comes with the tray and the whole mount and the whole deal, or um, obviously you can just buy it as additional trays for when you want to add packs. But pretty cool if you yeah, ask I guess, me. I guess that would be one of my concerns is are these, you know, because they're going to have some sort of, I don't know, wiring or place to hold the connectors. This is going to be an increased cost for the tra- for you know for the trays themselves. Oh, just for I'm that sure. Extra little bit. Oh, absolutely. Oh yeah, I bet Hardly. you they're. I, I'm going to guess they're probably twenty bucks or fifteen bucks a piece. Yeah, f- just for the tray. just for the tray. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. I guess you're buying a tray, but then you're not buying a connector. Then, like yeah, you said, you. That's true. I that's mean, true. you're committing to it. I mean, that's yeah. it's a definite commitment, but. If you're going to use it as the heli that you're just out there slamming packs in left and right, I could see where it would be pretty cool. Oh, yeah. I Definitely. like it because, you know, the the one thing on the 360 class, and in, in particular since I've got the chase, that I like is the ease of battery in installation and uh, removal. And on the chase, you guys know you can do it without the canopy on or without mm-hmm. the taking the canopy off. Um, on this one, you got to take the canopy off, but it's far more brainless because yeah. now I don't need to do any. There are no straps. There are no clips. It's literally just throw it in and yeah. then pop the canopy back on and go. I think it's pretty cool. Did you guys happen to see the 380 trailer, the official Goblin 380 trailer no. video? No, it's- I actually haven't. This is the one that Pablo did, right? I believe so. It's very different. I mean, it's it's very different. Uh, uh, just a super unique video. If you haven't seen it, go spend the time to do it. I don't want to spoil it too much. I mean, I think most... I was, I'm actually surprised any of you guys watched it. It's just done very differently. Little more cinematic, little less helicopter-ish, which is kind of different. Uh, but I dig it, you know. Anything that's not cookie cutter is cool. So go check that out. Now, this is a big deal because I know you guys are just not going to rag on it too hard. But oh boy, we have been waiting for the Mostro Neon Yellow kits, right? Oh, finally. <laughs> yeah. Dude, seriously? Cool. Now, okay, I'm going to do. I'm and gonna you go just for- bought an E5. Now you're screwed, Nick. 
You're yeah. going to have to save up again. <laughs> I know. I'm going to do a compliment sandwich here, okay? Okay. Uh, well, I'll probably never get to see one in person, ever. Is that a compliment? But, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. But I actually really like the looks of this. It is the color that I think it should have been when it came out. I don't know if it's Fair. just just the renderings, but it just makes it look visually flow a lot better than the stock setup is now. I mean, I think it looks actually looks really good. Little goblin, little more goblinish, but um, yeah, this is to me this is what it it should be. So I, I feel could, like the neon yellow in all helis is too played out, goblin included. Well, but see. Again, I compare to what it was, what the other option is, and I far prefer this. I mean, far, far, far prefer this one. So, yeah. for those who are looking, it's there. And I think, yeah, that's a, that's the only news that I have. Anyone else? I've got some pretty freaking cool news. And I, you know what? I think I'm going to claim this is going to be the news of the week. You guys let me know if you agree. I don't. Oh, nice. I don't. I don't. You, okay, that's it. You already don't agree, huh? <laughs> no. So. Okay. So here's the deal. Talking to our friend Carrie Shirley, who you guys all know is Mr. Gas Powered Thoughts, right? Forums, yep. videos. He also recently opened a store called Gas Powered Helicopters, which is an online retail site where you can go and buy all things gas and conversions and such. So he pings me uh, today and says, hey, dude, I got some new stuff that you might like. I'm going to be stocking in a few weeks conversions for both gas and nitro on a Thunder Tiger E700. Oh. oh ho, ho. I, I'm, 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 I'm sorry. Did you, did, yeah. Did you say nitro? Yes, dude. Uh, I oh, mean, when I heard shit. this, I was like, damn it, I got to get an E700. Anyone want to buy an E5? Yeah. <laughs> that was the exact the exact same thing I thought as well. And it's it's being done right from what I can tell. So you'll be able to see in the show notes uh the link is to uh Carrie's running thread on Heli Freak in the gas powered thoughts section. And the one that he's showing right now is the RC format gas engine version. But it's also going to come with the ability or well, not it's going to come as a separate kit to do nitro conversion. If you want, it's all super heavy duty hardware. So some of the key features on both of them, both nitro and gasser, it's going to retain the top and bottom split frame design of the Thunder Tiger. It's going to have two millimeter carbon fiber main frames and the base plate. Uh, it will come on both the gasser and the nitro with custom 13 millimeter thick Delrin main gears. Uh, the clutch block and the engine mount are single piece CNC uh, 12 millimeter bearing supports. Just very uh, beefy, very nicely designed hardware. And it's going to give you now, I don't know what they mean by this, but it says 
more conventional looking skid braces. I oh, bet what they that have... means is it's not going to have that funky U shape in the middle to accept the battery on the electric. They have a line skids bolted on here. Ah, okay. Like T-Rex, regular there you go. T-Rex skids. There you go. So I'm super excited about this. He's going to have a few of them in stock in two to three weeks. Looks like right now we're going to be doing 475 for the gas conversion and 285 bucks for glow. Um, the, the glow does require a few additional align parts for the conversion. So, I mean, yeah, suck it up if you're, if you don't like the whole align thing, it is what it is because this is a pretty freaking cool, uh, set of options. Dude, get this. Are you, are you ready for this? Yeah, I am. So this is the, what'd your whiplash gasser weigh? Whiplash gasser came in at about, empty. Uh, I'd say, oh, empty? Yeah, no fuel. I can't remember, but it was like 13-ish uh, full. So uh, they're saying right here, yes, the E700 is very light. My prototype, all up excluding fuel, is about 11.4 pounds. Oh, but dude. That's with the the heavy G10-ness. But that's the gasser. That's the gasser. What size motor? Uh, up to a... Th- uh, uh, yeah, up to a, a 30 or a 29cc. I, I mean, my guess is it's going to be able to accept the Toxic Al TRM 300. He's got... Yeah, this one he, he bolted in a TRM 275. Yeah, and... Carry, uh, he he doesn't quite know yet what the nitro weight is going to be, uh, but there are people thinking that it may actually come in less than the electric with batteries in it. Hmm. I'm going to have to get an E700 now. I, I I'm going to I'm going to troll the for sale forums looking for someone that wants to get rid of one cheap because. This would be an awesome opportunity to get a nitro going. I this one button hooked me. I did not yep. see this coming. Which hey, you know what? I'm gonna add to your news. Um, how I was a little bit worried about the whole Thunder Tiger thing and everything that's going on. I got some yep. pretty good reassuring emails and messages today that um their HRP is should be completely stocked by the end of the month. So all the parts will be back out to the retailers. Um, they got the whole team thing all squared away, I guess. And so it was uh, a bump in the road, but shouldn't be an issue. So if you got nervous and sold your E700, then you're a dodo head because that was dumb. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad I didn't impulse this time. Yeah, good for you, dude. Yeah, I, I, I was like, oh, no way. It's almost as if you're becoming an adult. <laughs> what? <laughs> Watch your mouth, young man. <laughs> yeah. Sweet. Jesse, you got any news? Nah, no news. Hmm. I mean, there's no way I could top that even if I did have news. Yeah, I just save for so, next week. Yeah, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'll just write that in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll do the same thing too then. 
save it for next week. Well, I guess that's it for news, huh? Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. This week's news is brought to you by HeliDaily.com, your daily RC helicopter news magazine. In today's heli market, it can be a challenge to find a retailer that stocks a variety of different brands and parts, has great customer service, and boasts fast shipping. I can tell you that Rotary Wing RC has all of this and more. Finally, I feel like I found a place where I can get everything in one order, and I'm confident that I'll get the shipment quickly so that I can get back in the air next weekend. You don't believe it, huh? Trust me. Go to www.rotarywingrc.com now and check out your new go-to online heli shop. So we've been teasing it for a few weeks. We've been talking about some crazy new competition that the guys and I have cooked up. And tonight's the night we are going to reveal all. Jesse mentioned it in the newsletter the other day. We've been kind of talking about it on the last few episodes. What we have done is created a pilot proficiency program. And uh, Nick has deemed this the year of the pilot. That's right. That's right. It's all about flying. So we're going to spend quite some time here going through what we see this program being and, and how you can become involved. And our plans for it. So, Nick, why don't you why don't you start us off? Tell us uh, tell us all about it, and we'll each of us will jump in when we feel the need to. Okay. Well, it it, it was something that kind of got brought to. We had had a, a fair amount of emails saying, "Hey, you know what? I'd love it if you guys did some stuff with like F three C, and those." Uh, out of sheer coincidence, kind of fell with uh, a buddy of ours, Sean Hempel, posting up um, the Urcha proficiency uh, process or program that they have. So we took a look at that and we were like, wow, you know what? This is kind of weird that it all happened at once. And I kind of like this idea. And then we really had to step back and take a bigger picture of how did we all do last year? Well, I think it's pretty fair to say that I didn't progress that much. I know, Jesse, you weren't overly happy with your progression last year. No, I think I went backwards. <laughs> yeah. I think it was a negative it was a regression. <laughs> it, it really kind of was. I think the only person that actually got better was Justin. Well, thanks. Yeah. See? From tail end to nose end hovering. Yes, nice work. dude. Yes. I, I can, oh, uh, yeah, I can almost hold it. Actually, he, oh, went, yeah. he went from building to hovering. I did. Yeah. But don't forget left to right, right to left. You know, I think there's a, it's really easy to get in a rut of where all you're doing is building, buying, and tuning. And then you find Mm -hmm. about the time you get done with that, you find an excuse to go through that process again with a different helicopter. And all of a sudden at the end of the year, I mean, like us, right? I got 600 and some odd flights, and what did I really have to show for it? Not that much in terms of flying. So when we kind of discussed all this, it's like, well, wait a minute. There really isn't, like, there's there's no roadmap out there for getting better. You can 
watch YouTube videos, but a lot of it you have to go out and try and decide yourself what is the next thing that you should learn and then be disciplined enough to try and learn that. And it can be really difficult. It's like on the sim. You know, like we all know on the sim, you get on there and and literally after two to three minutes, you're just screwing around. So what we wanted to do was kind of take all of this and, and come up with a roadmap, a plan of progression for us and all of you guys to follow to see if we can't all get our skills up. I mean, you know, Screw switching stuff. Screw trying the latest, newest, and greatest uh, all year long. If if you want to, that's fine. But, you know, we all started this hobby because we love to fly. That's why I got started in it. It was the flying. And I feel like the models have kind of taken over, and I want to get back to flying. So what we've done, we've come up with levels. We have level one through seven. And within those levels are a detailed list of, um, of maneuvers. And then some of them have variations for each of those maneuvers. Uh, we have, you know, basically like one big check sheet um, where in order to, uh, to get these checked off, so to say, you have to have a witness go out there and, and actually sign you off on the maneuver. Now, Here's the deal. This is going to be on a complete... I mean, we're doing this because we want to get better. So if you're going to go out there and cheat yourself, you're just only cheating yourself. I mean, you know, you can be like, ah, dude, you know I can do it, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, here, just sign this (laughs) up. I've seen you do it before. Come on. Well, yeah, and because because honestly, when it it comes to the end of the year, the the only person that, you know, it really matters to, to what level you got to is yourself. So... You know, be honest with yourself and what level you got to, and that's when it's going to mean the most. You know? Well, yeah. and the other thing is that you can go ahead and and check through all the maneuvers with that sort of approach and not actually learn anything. But if at the end of the day you show up to a fun fly and you meet a couple of other buddies who have been doing the same thing, and people start to notice the difference in the level of proficiency, then yeah, you know. Yeah, so this, you, you got to the goal is to, to suck less <laughs> at the end of the year. Yeah. Not yes. check boxes. That's if you right. can only get through 10 maneuvers, then at least you can say at the end of the year that damn it, I can do those 10 maneuvers better than anyone else I know or in my area or whatever the situation is. And that that brings up a really good point. You know, we talk about being proficient you know, what is proficient? What are we looking for to be able to sign off these? You know, we're not going for super precise like FAI F3C rules here. We're not looking to master them. We're looking to be proficient and controlled, you know. So small corrections in height, small cyclic or tail corrections, that's fine. But, you know, you need to be able to maintain control through the entire maneuver. And really, we've kind of, you know, we talked about it. It's like, well, uh, how, how do you know if you're if it's good enough to pass? Well, we believe that you should be able to do these maneuvers two out of three times when put on the spot. Like, just like that. If someone says, oh, you can do that? Okay, show me. And two out of three times, you better be able to do that to a, a 
what we would call like a passing grade. Yeah. So again, if it's, you know, I'm not going to go out here and try, uh, you know, write redder for a point TikToks and sit there and do them for three minutes. And then eventually I get two rotations that look like normal and be like, there we go. I can do it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> two no. out of a hundred. Check that Nailed off. it. Yeah. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> no. So that's, that's kind of what we're going for is, is just control. Um, and, and here's the deal with that, right, guys? I mean, uh, Nick already mentioned it a, a few minutes ago. We we used the Urcha Pilot Proficiency Program as a basis. And you'll see, in particular, at some of the lower levels, a lot that's in common. But out of our own experience and putting our own foreheads together we, you know, we put our own twist on it. We included some maneuvers that we thought made more sense. We removed some that didn't make sense. We changed things around a bit. At the end of the day, though, it represents the four of us and our opinion just as much as the two out of three maneuvers being considered proficient. If you want to do that, you have to have three out of three. Fine. Uh, it, it's it's all on you. You guys got to make the decision amongst your own local groups exactly how you want to deal with it. I keep trying to run away from the micro heli world, but with the release of the Blade 180 CFX, even I don't think I can deny the impact this helicopter has had on the hobby so far. Package that with Blade Helicopter's worldwide support and local hobby shop availability... And now we're staring at an industry-leading micro-helicopter that you can fly in your backyard. Man, you gotta count me in. Blade Helicopters, number one by design. Visit them on the web at www.bladehelis.com. Well, it's like basically we're, you know, this is a tool that we're gonna provide everyone with, and it's up to you to use that tool how, how you want. I mean, the end goal here is that we're all going to get better by the end of the year. So yeah, yeah, I think it's more about learning how to focus on learning than anything yeah. else. Big time. Mm-hmm. You know, another thing that I just thought about, so I'm going to run through the, the names on these real quick. Level one uh, is going to be the beginner level. Uh, there's nine maneuvers within that. Level two is basic sport. There's 16 total. Now, Again, we're calling these, uh, there's 16 maneuvers, but some of these like a stall turn, for example, in this category, there's four variations to the stall turn, left yeah. to right, right to left, left pyro, right pyro for both of those. Um, so again, level two, that's basic sport. Level three is intermediate sport. There is a total of 30 maneuvers in there. And let's let's expand on that a little bit, Nick, right? So 30 total maneuvers that you need to check off to say, I am proficient to a level of three. But if you do the, if you count up at a top level, there are only 12 maneuver types. Okay. And so the example is a 540 degree stall turn. Well, you got to do it. On from the left side with a left and right pyro and on the right side with a left and right pyro. So that's four maneuvers in that one maneuver type. And that's and how we'll, we get to 30 or 20 or 24. 
And why we did it this way is because this is what makes this awesome. Mm-hmm. You are going to expose very, very quickly holes in mm-hmm. your flying that you knew you had and, and probably three times that more that you didn't know that you have. I mean, yeah, you think stall turn. Dude, I can do TikToks and like pyro flips. You'd be surprised, including all of us right here. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Come off of one shoulder and start doing right rudder and, and, and shit gets real like fast. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I, I can say personally, I've been flying these maneuvers now for a couple of weeks on the chase. And of course, the 360 class doesn't make it any easier because it's tiny. But I can do 3D myself, and going back to some of these basics, it's it it'll make you pucker, dude. Yeah, but no one no one is has ever before like been okay. You need to do this, and you need to do it from this direction to this direction in a right rudder yep. format, and mm-hmm. that's why we want you to do this because the idea is that you get through a level, and now your confidence it's gonna be. It's going to be a little bit of a shocker at first because we're all going to find out we're about half as good mm-hmm. as we thought we were. However, what will initially be a little bit uncomfortable as far as pucker factor, I mean, we're getting that pucker factor back. Oh, it yeah. is going to build a level of confidence within you, you know, especially, and I can't even, I, I just can't emphasize this in this level three class and even in the level two level two and level three that is where i believe a lot of pucker factor crashing happens <laughs> right i mean you're learning maneuvers now all of a sudden you're just it, it, this is real i mean this is the real deal we're getting some speed up being able to do these maneuvers in both directions and on both sides will Cut your crashes down later on dramatically Mm -hmm. because all you need to do now is just put it at mid-stick on the collective, roll it over until it's flat. That's all you got to worry about. I mean, that's it. And and if you don't panic and you do that, you're going to save it every single stinking time. So we're going back to the basics, but... You know, again, really polishing them and giving you a guide to do it. So, okay, so level three, that's the intermediate sport. Level four, we go up to an advanced sport. There's 24 total maneuvers there. Level five is basic 3D. There's 34 there. Level six, intermediate 3D. And we've got a count of 24 there. Level 7 is where it stops at Advanced 3D, and there are 24 in that one as well. So that Um, makes for a cumulative total of 161 maneuvers, including all possible variations that need to be checked off in order to say, I'm a Level 7 proficient pilot on this system. That's right. Now, we're not saying, because I think what a lot of us are going to do and what uh, what I am going to do... I'm going to probably go out there, start at the bottom or start, you know, start up at level one. Cause I mean, we are all 
improving and doing this. And there is going to be hysterical laughter involved <laughs> when, you know, one of us botches a 45 degree side in hover. Yep. And you know what? It doesn't matter because that's a hole in your flying. So if you want to be cool, don't do this. If you want to progress and find the holes in your flying, then do this. And, and you know, yep. take a, we'll all share the humble pie together. <laughs> and and I think when I you guys actually, when yeah. you see the levels, um, we really try to, with of course, with the help of the Urcha set as a baseline, but even adding in stuff and, and moving stuff around, we really tried to make each one focus on specifics. And so, you know, Nick went through the titles of each one. But when you look at when you look at level one, it's all hovering. It's mm-hmm. all tail in and side in hovering. Sounds simple, right? But not necessarily. Level two, basic sport. It's all simple flying like circuits, figure eights, a side in landing, a stall but, turn. I mean, even something like that right there. Side in landing. You would be surprised how many people can go out there and fly inverted and can't land side in. Mm-hmm. They don't feel comfortable yeah. landing side yep. in. Yep, absolutely. Yep. And then intermediate sport gets into a little bit more. We start looking at nose in type maneuvers. We're doing now we're throwing in pirouettes or rolls into what we had in the intermediate sport or the the beginner sport which was just standard flying. You know what and, I like this one? I love this one in level three right here. Mm-hmm. 3.2, take off, nose in. Oh, yeah. And oh, then landing, nose yeah. in. Oh, there are going to be some people sitting out there like, what the fuck? Getting the handshake going. <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah. The little weak in the knees. And that's yeah. what we want. I mean, in the beginning, you're going to be shocked. We're going to chip you all down, like way down on the totem pole. But then, you know, build yourself back up. I am personally going to probably just go out there and blow through as many as possible, like all the way up, just completely go all the way up. And if I don't nail it within the first couple times, I'm going to go to the next maneuver um, mm-hmm. and check off as many as I can, then start back at the beginning and and work my holes in. But it doesn't matter how you do it. You can, if you're, you know, if you're newer or if you feel like you're going to fall in that sport category, then maybe that's not the best way to do it. Go back and really try them each time. I have a idea of where I'm going to really get hung up at, so I might blow through them a little quicker. But, again, that's my intention. I have a feeling I'll <laughs> probably end up going like, oh, wow, okay, screw all those. Yeah. I really need to stop well, here. You, might, what, you might have a pretty hard evaluator. <laughs> yes. that, that, he might not be so forgiving. So, uh, okay. I think that that, <laughs> I, I'm going to, I want to jump in there and give it a plus one because the, the description that you just gave on how you're going to approach it, I really think from my own experience messing with these over the last few weeks, it makes a lot of sense. And I, I'm, I'm going to go a step further and I'm going to call it uh, triaging the list first. And the reason I say that is because you look at this list and based on how you know you can fly and what you know your trouble areas are, you get an initial impression of, oh, that's going to be easy. Oh, that's going to be hard. Oh, I don't even know how the hell to do that. Then you go out and you start messing with them. And I've been surprised multiple times 
with stuff where I looked at it and said, that's going to be difficult. It turned out not to be as difficult. And then I go to one where I figured I got this in the bag and I shit my pants. Yeah. And so getting a feel for, <laughs> uh, you know, where like he actually shit it. So pants. I have to wear oh, it. Dude, I've gone yeah, through multiple, multiple pairs yeah. of shorts oh, already geez. on this. Yeah. Uh, you know, th- now I've actually got a feel for what I need to go back and work on. Yeah. yeah. Then you can practice it on the sim, and all I, sorts of different stuff. I think you can use the opportunity. I, I would. Um, so like I've got some to I'm going to get hung up in like I, I can tell you right now. There's some of these uh, like uh, the half Cuban eights, right? Or the Immelmans or those. I can do them one direction, one roll direction right now. Yep. But off left shoulder with left aileron roll, I'm guessing it's going to look really fugly. I mean, well, bad. dude, go even one step yeah. behind that to, uh, let's see, to 2.6 stall turns. We had this yeah. conversation a year ago when I started interest in speed. How many people do stall turns regularly if they're flying 3D? And if they do, how many can do them perfect and beautiful on both sides? Yeah, with both pyro directions. With both pyro directions. Now, okay, so let's say I get hung up with one of these. Let's say my half Cuban 8 off my left shoulder with left aileron roll just i mean i'm shocked at how bad they are and i i now i want to work at those right so i'm going to go back i'm going to come home on the sim i'm really going to hit it hard on the sim and or i'm just going to keep flying and practicing those okay if you get to that point where you're getting frustrated take a break jump up a level and try something that you know you can do like okay so that's a level 3 example I can go up to level six right now and do, you know, do some of my, uh, do a lot of my TikToks and my four point Mm -hmm. TikToks. And that's something that I feel comfortable with. I'll be able to sign it off, get my confidence back up. Okay. All right. Now I'll go back in and, and work these other holes. So don't pound yourself in and get hung up. You know, don't spend half of the summer on like 2.2 when that might be your only maneuver within level two and level three, you know, just understand that by the quote unquote rules, you know, you're really not going to be able to sign off. I mean, we have it right here. The first, the first thing in each one is in each level is that you have to complete the two levels before that. The prior level, yeah. The pre yeah. And you know what else I you know what else I really like about this? Uh this whole big uh description. Well, are you a sport pilot? Are you a three D pilot? Are you this and that? Our our terms are not it's not like uh they're set in stone. But what we can do is we can use these for reference when you're talking to people. Like, you know what I mean? And some like, mm-hmm. oh, if yeah. I'm t- helping someone tune their helicopter, oh, what type of pilot are you? They go, oh, well, hold on. Let me look at this list. You know what? I am, uh, you know, I'm going to call myself a basic sport pilot. Oh, okay. That helps me, you know, understand mm-hmm. where you're at and why you would yep. struggle with certain things. Whereas like, oh, well, you know, I'm flying. I'm, I'm like some 3D when really you're a basic sport pilot that can do elevator TikToks. No, I'm sorry, you're not, you know, 
3D is is way down the list at level five and a lot of maneuvers in between. So use it for reference when you're talking and helping each other. Yeah, another thing I want to point out in terms of of the maneuvers that you're going to see, I'm sure a lot of people are going to look at this and are going to say, well, there are a lot of things in there that I think are stupid. That's one possibility. Or there are a lot of things that I don't see in there that I think should be. And so, again, guys, we we did our best to come up with, I'm going to call it a well-rounded set of maneuvers. And what I mean by that is when you get, if, if and when you reach level seven, and you can sign it all off. You're a level seven proficient pilot on the RCHN proficiency program. That doesn't necessarily make you, uh, you know, a Kyle Stacy or a Burt Camera. What we tried to do was populate the levels with maneuvers that were broad enough in terms of the orientations and the the fundamentals to give you an, a, a great foundation to then go out and piece stuff together. Okay, yeah, so well, perfect well, example. We don't have funnels on our list, and I know there are people gasping right now. WTF, where are the funnels? Well, guess what? If you look at the lower levels, we've got center heading circles, and that's the beginning of a funnel. And if you can do it slow and you can do it controlled, then tip it knife edge and give it more collective and you're good to go on a funnel. You, you know, we if if we added everything in, we'd have a whole heck of a lot more maneuvers than what we've done. They're not demo maneuvers. Exactly. No. They're maneuvers that no. will force you to be a better pilot. Like, we look down this list. Okay, <laughs> sorry, Antonio. I said, no, you, you're just dying to do the Yoo-Hoo or the Yahoo or whatever. The Woo-Hoo, the woo-hoo or the Wahoo. The or yeah, the, <laughs> the Wahoo or the, yeah. Um, no offense, Kyle. <laughs> um but that like that's a cool looking maneuver. It's great for demonstration, but it is much you will actually be a lot better pilot by yep. learning those, you know, yep. half cubinates and well, those constant heading circles. So that's what we're trying to go for. And I know that I'm sure we're gonna miss some. I know there's people that are gonna go, you know what? You guys are idiots if you think that's a level six. That should be a level five, and this level four should be a level nine. Got to, or you know, level seven. Remember, everyone learns at a different pace. There is stuff that I could do a two years into flying that guys that have flown for six years can't, and vice versa. It's all yep. it's all relative to to you. So what might seem easy for you might be very difficult for someone else, just because. You picked that maneuver out to learn ahead of time, and mm-hmm. the other person didn't. Yep it it all it's all in the order uh, in which you know which you progress and which you kind of learned, and also the you know learning from the people that you flew with. Yeah. Now the one thing that you know really excites me about this is you know we were just talking this might not make you that competition ready top of the line demo pilot, but from you know especially getting the chance to go to Urcher and OHB last year. What really separates, like, the intermediate, okay, you know, he definitely the pilot that can do some hard 3D, but then those top-of-the-line pilots is, for those top-of-the-line pilots, it doesn't matter what orientation, what direction, right rudder, left mm-hmm. rudder, That's side right. in, nose in, tail in, and, you know, a lot of us don't get a focus on that as much, and so 
that's the most exciting thing for me is hopefully, you know, by going back and finding all these holes, sure, you know, coming right out of this program, you might not be ready to be the world's best demo pilot, but you're going to be able to string together a lot better routines because now you're not going to be limited by those same old orientations that, you know, you learned one maneuver and one orientation, and then you went on to the mm-hmm. next maneuver because you're like, I can do that one you know, next. It's and like, then you keep going on and learning where this forces you to learn it in multiple orientations. And you, you know, it makes your flying much more interesting to watch, too. Wait a minute. I don't have to do that maneuver over my left shoulder every time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, how many Blast of us me. do that? Dude, well, I can do that maneuver perfectly at. 10 feet above the ground at a 45 degree angle over and my left no shoulder, wind. no wind <laughs> yeah, on a at Tuesday. this head speed on a Tuesday with <laughs> yeah, the sun exactly. shining. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you just you, failed. Go back to level one. You know, a yeah. good one that I am like just completely 100% guilty of. And I think this is probably about 95% of the pilots. You know, we fear the opposite rudder. Right? Oh, yeah. You do. You fear it. So, now, yeah, bear with me. This makes sense. So, I fear the right rudder. We don't get along. We don't like each other. We're kind of mortal enemies. But I made a decision that I need to embrace my enemy of the right rudder. So, what do I do this last year? Because I never use right rudder. I decide that I need to focus right rudder on (laughs) double paraflips. So yeah, that makes sense. That that makes complete sense. I'm going <laughs> to take an there. advanced level maneuver, and that's where I'm going to choose to do my one right rudder thing. I mean, really, because because that'll really trickle back down to your stall turns yeah, and your yeah, tumbles. Exactly. And like, right. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I got an idea, Nick. How about learning right rudder stationary pirouettes? There's an idea. Or circuits. Or circuits. Absolutely. Like maybe build the foundation to the house before you build the goddamn roof, you idiot. It does make for better crashes. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) And then you get, you know, it's harder to achieve that goal. And then you get frustrated. So then you just go back to your numerous flights with all left rudder. And I would. Well, yeah, because you somehow forget that it took you like a year to learn left rudder. Yeah. And now you just expect that, oh, I should be able to transfer that over. <laughs> yeah. So I think that, I think once we find, we go back and start blowing through some of the lower, uh, I shouldn't say blow through them, but start going through the lower levels. You're just going to be uh, all of a sudden, it's it's like learning that opposite rudder to me is like learning a new language. At first, you're forcing yourself to do it, the forcing yourself to do it. And then all of a sudden, one day you catch yourself, you go, whoa, I just had a thought in the other language. I didn't even realize that yep. I just did it and I did it. And that is when you know it's all coming together. And boy, let me tell you, you want about talk about something to get you off of a plateau and get you back progressing, get that confidence going on. Cause then it's like, I I'm, I'm a right rudder guy now mm-hmm. or I'm a left. Rudder. Oh my God. Wait a minute. I'm like, we get along now. Oh, dark side. I'm going to start throwing you in everywhere, you know, and and then your flying just explodes from there progression wise. You know, the thing yep. that I'm excited, most excited about about this is um, for those of us who have to fly alone, this map will almost be the second person because mm-hmm. you have 
you know, before when you're flying alone, it's like you, you, you know, you go and you, you have maybe one thing you want to work on. Well, that if you're not getting it or maybe you get it and then you find yourself, that's all you're doing. You're not even thinking about what's next because you're so excited. You just figured this one thing out. And so you end up doing it over and over and over. And then, you know, now there's a, I remember looking at the Urcha stuff a long, long time ago, um, way back when I first started and, and, um, it just, I don't know. I, I, I think maybe I thought it was too advanced even, you know, for where I was at at the time. It's a little daunting. It is. At first. But and this, it's hard. what I like about this is it, it, um, it's breaking it down from the absolute starting to absolute advanced stuff. And it's, for those of us who fly alone all the time, I really feel like it's going to be to your advantage to follow along and, and, um, you know, actually work on these and, and fill these gaps in your flying. Yeah. So, um, I want to talk about the witness getting them signed off here. In a perfect world, you would be signed off by someone who is at your level or above. Now, just like you said, Dan, you fly by yourself a lot. That's difficult. I mean, to find that. So we're just going to kind of let you guys, you know, the purpose of this is to not be like, yes, I know I can do it. Check it off and never do it. Or, you know, just because you want to get to the next one. So don't kill yourself over that. Uh, it, it is ideally a lot better if you can have another heli pilot, a competent heli pilot, even if they are slightly lower. I can judge a stall turn, you know what I mean, even if the guy's better than me, or, or vice versa. A beginner can judge a stall turn too. It help, it help explain to that person, here's what I have to do. Here is what it should not vary much more than, you know, if you see me yep. move uh, in my stall turn on my zero collective portion of it, if I drift, you know, three feet in either direction on the way down, then tell me I don't pass, you know, because again, you're only yep. cheating yourself and, you know, use this opportunity to give you guys an excuse to go to set up, you know, go travel like Dan, uh, you're out there flying, you know, by yourself a lot. It's like, wow, you know what? I'm ready to I'm ready to sign off on level one. Call up Jack. Hey Jack, you got you want to get together next weekend, see if we can blow through as many of these? Yeah, sure, great. It gives you a reason to go interact with others. Um or take you, an opportunity to get together with people who are going to be doing it in your area at a fun fly. Absolutely. Use I mean, you know, fly. a lot of a lot of the the beginners or the intermediate pilots are still in that position where they don't quite feel comfortable going to a fun fly and quote throwing down in front of everybody or staying in a box. Here's a perfect opportunity if you're working on individual maneuvers from any of these levels. A standard hundred or hundred and fifty foot flight box at a fun fly is more than large enough. To yep. feel comfortable doing it without jumping into someone else's box. Mm -hmm. Get a whole crew up there and go back to back and get some stuff checked off. Yep. Okay, so let's talk about, um, I want to bring up how how do you get them checked off. So what, what we've decided is, is that you must state the maneuver. 
uh, for what you would like to be tested for prior to each attempt. Now, that doesn't mean you have to call them out before you take off um, because, you know, a lot of that could be depending on how well you do. (laughs) You know, you might think, I'm going to blow through three of them and and not even get through the first one, or you might blow through three of them dead on and you still got two, three minutes of flying left, so have your caller or your person read off the next one and do that one too. Or in a desperate attempt to get at least one sign off, you revert back to a stationary tail and hover. Absolutely. Well, yeah, no, seriously. I mean, you know, you go up there, it's best laid plans, right? Who knows what's going to happen? So just call it before you start to do it. Um, Each maneuver can be attempted a total of three times per flight. Uh, We, again, this kind of goes back to the whole you're going to get out of it what you put into it. If you can't do it within three times, you can't do it. Probably not proficient. You're not, that's proficient. not considered proficiency. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, right. you know, we, we really struggled with this. Should you be able to do it on command every time? Yeah. But, you know, on the other side of it, a lot of times it will take me one time to get into the groove of something, you know? Um, oh, yeah. Okay. Here we go. Get your, get your fingers, get your brain going again, that sort of a thing. And we also understand that there's a time factor. You don't want to spend 10 hours out there at the field just doing, you know, testing or whatever. So, um, yeah, a total of three times per flight. Then you got to call it, continue your flight, have fun, you know, do whatever, but start again on the next flight and or, uh, yeah, maybe go back and practice some more. And, And when you guys are doing this, don't stress yourself out about it. You know, I mean, if you've got the best situation is having at least someone else who's going to work through it with you because it doesn't make a difference. How good of a pilot are you right? You are right now. Every single one of us that's going to be doing this has got weak spots, has got holes in their skill set. And so you may not suffer from the same weakness that your friend does, but you both have weaknesses and you can laugh about it. Okay, so you botched a forward flip. Big deal. Yeah. Go back and do it again. You're going to be a better pilot for it. It really is going to be tough at first because, you know, it's it's a concept of like meeting a celebrity for the first time. You see all the pictures, you see all the magazines, you watch the movies and you're like, this person's, you know, smoking hot or uh, you look and then you see him in person. You're like, my God, you're, you know, you're five feet tall and you look all busted up in real life. That's it's kind of it's going to be a shock at first because you're going to find a lot of things that you weren't good at that you thought that you were. So do it together, you know, all sit and laugh about it together. Uh, You know, Nick, I do want to hit on one additional thing in terms of the practicalities of all of this. So, uh, you know, we've been talking through a lot of the levels and the maneuvers. How are you guys going to actually follow along with us? What we have done is uh, over the past week or two, we've constructed a, a check sheet that's going to give you each level. So it's broken down by level. And then within a level, it gives you a maneuver ID with each of its variations, and it gives you a checkbox for the witness. Now, in the check sheet, you're only going to get the title of the maneuver. However, in addition, we have a sheet 
or a document for each individual level where it gives you a more detailed list with a verbal description of each maneuver. And the nice thing about this is it's not left to interpretation, hopefully. Yeah, uh, hopefully. Hopefully, if we did a good enough job on the actual wording, you should be able to read it and clearly understand what you're saying, especially for a maneuver that you've not tried before. Um, so it will have all the detailed descriptions right there. You can read them. You can look at the variations. I'll give you an example here. Um, let's see in level four, uh, maneuver 4.5 is two consecutive stationary rolls and the description is with the model hovering tail in at a safe distance flip the model to the right while maintaining constant altitude and heading until it has completed two consecutive rolls repeat to the left and also nose in okay so there are your four variations tail and left tail and right nose in left nose in right it's got a great verbal description. If you guys have questions or you think we didn't describe it right or you need clarification, feel free to email us, you know, private message on Facebook, whatever makes sense. We'll get them cleared up. And and these descriptions are all, for all 161 maneuvers all the way up to level seven, like pirouetting figure eights. Traveling double pirouetting flips, four point TikToks with skids in. They all have descriptions. So you guys are also going to notice that there are some, uh, some of these we went in pretty, you know, all four variations of, and some of them we left out. Um, a a good example would be like pirouetting figure eights. Pirouetting figure eights are painfully difficult <laughs> to do them with all of the true variations right rudder left rudder forward reverse there are some of those that you're just i mean i don't know the not a lot of pilots can do all of them in all directions so we took some of the ones that were a little bit more difficult and put in the more common variations to them so you'll notice we get kind of picky early on and then let up a little bit. Like uh, rolling circles is a great example too. Technically, there would be four variations to rolling circles. Um, uh, you know, right aileron roll counterclockwise and clockwise, left aileron roll counter. But that's man. I mean, you can spend years learning mm -hmm. how to do those. So you know, we just decided. Okay, well, we want you to be able to do counterclockwise and clockwise. Um, rolling circles, but you pick your role of choice on that one. Just to kind of, again, keep a little momentum up with the maneuvers. We're not going for 3D master stuff here. We're going for you progressing as a pilot and building up your confidence. Yeah, the other thing you'll see in the descriptions, guys, are uh, are some numbers. For example, distances, okay, or number of degrees, you know, use your best judgment on it. A good example is auto rotations. It, it begins with starting from an altitude of no less than 60 feet or 20 meters. Yes, I did it in English and metric for you. Hopefully that's helpful. Uh, so, OK, I mean, you're not going to know when you're at 60 feet or 20 meters. Judge it. 
do it. And if you're not comfortable at 60 feet or 20 meters, go up to 100 feet. That's not a big deal. You know, another example is the landing circles for autos. That was something that we went back and forth on a lot. The original Urcha proficiency list had you landing with the skids entirely inside a three foot or a one meter circle. We were originally going to bounce that up to three meters or 10 feet. And we were going back and forth. We settled on the, the midpoint. So it's a six foot. It's a two meter circle. That's pretty darn big. You space that out however far you feel comfortable. Um, there's a lot of language that you'll read that says at a safe distance or at a safe altitude. That is based on your judgment. We yeah. got we want to do this yep. safe. We're not asking you to go and turn your 700 model nose in 10 feet from you and then do two consecutive forward flips. <laughs> Please don't. Yeah. yeah. And don't ask me to do it either. Now, now, guys, did we add in, did we add in the maneuver where you have to do a McDougal and exit the maneuver at less than six inches? Yeah, that's, that's level that eight. Make it, oh, that's yeah, level that's, eight. We didn't get to level eight. Uh, Once there you are get no McDougals, there are no <laughs> McDuncans, yeah. there are uh, no Bama. Yeah. No, no Piro Wobbles, no Jamie Robertson. Right, right, yeah. Yeah, no. Hmm. Would have been some serious carnage, though. I know. That I'm sure, there, I'm sure there was. We'll, we'll make one just for you, Jesse. Oh, just for me. Yeah. Just for you. The well, instead, of, instead of six inches, could we do maybe like three? You know, I really want to cut some grass on that thing. Yeah, well, fact, six is clearly not challenging enough for you, no, Jesse. And, and no, I mean, no. right, you're only going to get out of this what you put in. I'm exactly. thinking we ought to put that as Jesse's level one, his beginner. I'm going to put in a good helicopter and get out a crashed pile of parts. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know, I want to bring that up. Um, so I was out trying a couple of these, just picked one and, and wanted to give it a shot right off the bat. Boy, let me tell you, Hey, remember all those guys that, uh, Oh yeah. I, I, you know, I, I fly my 700. I really prefer it at 2250. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck with that. Yeah. No joke, Twitchy. dude. Holy Twitchy works oh, great man. for throwing it in the corners. Uh, not so great for precision hovering maneuvers and, and circuits and stuff. This is a great opportunity for all you electric guys. Turn your head speeds down. To get over four-minute flight times. <laughs> yeah, if you need to turn your pitch down, that's fine. I, I personally tend to leave my pitch the same and just turn the head speed down. Yeah. Um, you know, enjoy. We're so used to... Four and a half, five minutes. You treat yourself. Enjoy the seven minutes. Mm -hmm. This is where it's going to come in really, really good. I am going to, I plan on doing probably, well, let me look here and I'll tell you for sure. I would be willing to bet that I do levels one, two, and three, uh, and a good portion of four. All at 1,700 RPM. Yeah, and you know, Nick, that brings up a, a even a better point, which is not just head speed, right? All of us are out there with our models tuned to do whatever style we love best. And a lot of these people are probably going to be smack 3D or some form of 3D, right? 
Uh, and for those guys, you may find yourself tuning your model down in more than just head speed, but in agility, in stick response, uh, maybe even in expo. Because to make these things clean, I mean, you know, it's a lot easier to hide your little corrections when you're blasting through a hurricane, a backward inverted hurricane at 100 miles an hour. Yeah. Now try to do, uh, you know, an inverted tail in circle at 10 feet, nice level stable and see how how much, uh, you know, 5% expo does for you. Yeah, no, it's true. And, and I mean, you're just you're going to discourage yourself. So set up, use those head speeds, set up banks if you need to. Um, yeah, whatever you got to do, whatever works best for you. Some people love to run dual rates, you know, some people don't. I, I don't know. I personally don't. I'm just, for me, I get it out of the head speed. I like my cyclic to react regardless of the yeah. head speed. But that's just for me, but. Yeah, I'm excited, man. I haven't been this be pumped tough. about doing something, I mean, in a long time. This I'm is what you, I needed. This is exactly what I needed to do. Something to follow. Something and it sounds that, like a lot of other listeners are in the same place, because I'll tell you, we have not spilled the beans on this to anyone, and I have heard people come to me and say you know it would be really cool to see if you guys could get something a little bit more structured out there in terms of a competition yeah so i i I think i think there are going to be a lot of people that are excited about this one so speaking of uh speaking of competition oh yeah well you know i got your competition right here i got your competition (laughs) right here on the table Or in Dan's case, it's like, ding, ding. Little ping. (laughs) You guys talking about my vagina again? (laughs) (laughs) All right. So what we as RCHN personnel are going to do, uh, Justin, which I'm a little disappointed that I don't actually physically see a trophy yet. There, Mr. Pucci. I'm working on it. Come on. But so we've got the uh, the scrotum trophy and what we have decided to do for this year. Again, quality over quantity. We're not doing flight count. I'm going to track mine just because I'm I'm curious. Um, but what we're going to do is the scrotum trophy. We're going to call out and part of our New Year's resolutions is to pick a level that we want to complete and then um, go ahead and call out an additional number of maneuvers if you choose to of the next level. So really it's kind of a, how many maneuvers am I going to complete without skipping ahead too far? So let's, for example, I'm probably explaining that bad. If I say my goal is to is to complete level three up through Level up three. through level three. That would put me at 55 total maneuvers. So I'm going to say I'm going to complete level three, and I'm going to get four more maneuvers out of level four done. You know, I'm not... Now, if I go and I get some done in five, that's fine, but it's not going to count for our little competition that we're doing. We we can only check out maneuvers at the next highest level. That's right. Officially. So, that, 
So then what we're going to do is is that's going to be our prediction and our goals. We'll call those out. And then at the end of the year, whoever gets the worst percentage of achievement towards that will get the scrotum trophy. Yep. So in the example you just gave, Nick, you said, what did you say? Level three. Yep. At, uh, and plus four additional yeah. maneuvers out of the level four list. So that gives you a total of 55 up through level three plus another four. So your magic number is 59 maneuvers. Yeah. And, and I don't have to call year, which four. Yep. I don't have to call which four. No, just not an at additional all. four. Just say yep. four. But do those additional four have to be out of the next level? Yes. 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 Okay. They do have to be out of the next level. So if at the end of the year, Nick, you come in and you only completed 40 mm-hmm. and your number was 59, you got a 68%. That's right. Hopefully you're the highest, you're at least highest than, than the next person. That's like a D plus. Yeah. 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 So well, that's person. that's how we're gonna do it. But not uh Dan, Dan's response. I'm gonna sandbag the shit out of this thing. Hey, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna no, go ahead Dan. and guess that I will get through level one. Level if one I feel like if you if I feel like you are sandbagging, we will pick one for you. <laughs> well, and that's part of it, right? The four of us, much like our flight count competition, have to agree with each person's goal set. Hmm. Yep. But taking into consideration that these are going to be way harder than we think they are. Yes. And an, another huge variable that I think we may not be considering is just the number of maneuvers and the timeline. You know, we're, we're predicting by the end of the year. So there's 160. You know, that's one every two days. If you want to get through the whole list. Ooh, that that was a painful statistic to bring up. I mean, mean, so really think about. Just change my number. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's like this is a lot of maneuvers, especially if you're only getting out on the weekend. Yeah, it's it's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of things in the same sense. The prediction. I mean, for me personally, I want to make this a stretch goal. I'm not going to choose full through level seven because I know I'm not going to get there, but I want to choose something that's going to challenge me too. And yes. so if we all sort of take that position, I think we're going to get reasonable numbers. Okay. Fair. So, uh, Dan, put a marker in this episode. Here we go. Call it out. You want to start it? Sure. All right. Two and three. Level two and three. Three maneuvers. So level two. Oh, no, no, no. That's plus okay. three maneuvers. Wow. All right. For real. Yeah, you took mine. <clears throat> level four plus 12. Ooh. Okay. Four plus 12. Four plus, plus 12. 12. So that's like uh, 84. Mm-hmm. You're going to take out half of the list. Mm-hmm. Nice. Wow. Four plus twelve. Okay, so that would be twelve I'm into un- ambitious. Yeah, that is that's, that's good. very ambitious, and I love it. I want to see Dan out there throwing down some consecutive mm-hmm. nose-in stationary rolls, <laughs> <laughs> and not throwing the transmitter. And not th- <laughs> uh, nice. okay. All right, uh, Jesse, go for it. I'm going level five plus 20. 
level. Oh, okay. I'm I'm guessing. See, looking at level six, you know, we got the TikTok skids. Five in. is big, dude. Five, yeah, is big. five is uh, like I said before. Five is going to be the great equalizer. That's a thirty-four yeah. maneuver level, and it starts into some maneuvers that will make your ass clench in weird <laughs> orientations. Yeah, but I I'm just just looking at the list. Thinking about timeline, I'm I'm guessing there there'll probably be four or five ten that hang me up in six, um, and so I'm gonna go five plus twenty, which means there's four maneuvers in six that I, you know, don't think I'll get potentially. Okay, ooh man, that's God does. I mean that Damn, that seems like a stretch. So your number feasible. is 135-ish, something yep, like one, that. N- yep, I'm going to do, before we publish these lists, they're going to be PDF'd, by the way, guys, and put up as a, you know, in a tech tip or a review type page on our website so you can go get them. And yep. I'll make sure we get the final counts done. But right now, that looks like about 135. Yep, that's what I got. Okay, Justin. Uh, I'm going to I feel even worse about my stretch goal now that Jesse just said what he was going to do, but I'm going to do uh 5 plus 12. 5 plus 12. So 127. I I I yeah. If you're only doing 8 more than me, Jesse, then you're either you're under progress. or I'm over. Or yeah. We'll just have to see. You know what? At the end of the day, guys, whoever gets the ball sack trophy shouldn't feel nearly as bad because unless they did nothing, they're going to be a better, better pilot at yeah. the end of the, <laughs> yes. the, end of the year. Which is yeah. one maneuver more than I learned this yep. year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no joke. <laughs> I already destroyed last year. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I was gonna, I'm going to learn right. the scrotum maneuver this year. The, you're gonna the scrotum look. maneuver. The, the scrotum, scrotum maneuver? maneuver. Balls to your chin. <laughs> That's the one who gets the scrotum trophy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Nick, um, where are you at, dude? I'm going to go big. I'm going to take a risk. <sighs> I can't wait. Yeah. Yes. I'm, I'm feeling risky. To the end. No, I'm... Are, are you ready six for this? Two. I'm going to say six plus eight. No, I am actually gonna go ahead. Uh, let me let me check here. Think about it. Scrotum trophy. <laughs> yeah. Now, while this this is a different different style, Nick. Uh, fundamentally, you could be stepping into the same pile of shit that you did when you said you weren't going to sell a heli last year. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. No. This is like you want to know the moment in which Nick lost. It's, it's right, right now. Right yeah. Now. <laughs> it's, we put up like this is happening. Okay, this is happening. I'm going to go seven plus three. Seven plus three? There's not a level eight. Or no, excuse me. Six Six plus three. Six plus three. You did lose. Six plus three. See, that's an odd one. That's a... Huh, I'm surprised because I feel like once you break that barrier of getting past six, you should be able to check off... More than three. Hold on. So here, I'm going to make a prediction because I'm looking at seven. (laughs) Right, Jesse? He's going to get the three maneuvers out of level seven or the three he can already do right now. 
which is one yep. version of a pirouetting outside loop, one version of a double pirou flip, and one version of a pirouetting auto. No, I can tell I, you right I would, now, I can do both versions of the pirouetting auto. I can do the one version of double pirou flips, one version of traveling double pirou flips, yep. And I don't think that I could do the pirouetting outside loop left that, to right and right to left. That's what I mean, though. Like, you've already claimed you're going to get past six, so you should be able to rack up a few and seven just right off the bat. Yeah. Three. Three. Okay. You just listen I'm going. We're going to yeah. do three. Now- hey, wait a minute. I just called out farther than you, you little rat bastard. You, you, you want to know what the real one. competition is going to be? If if we do make it as far as we just said, okay, by the end of the year, you just said six plus three, Nick. The ultimate competition is go back to level one or two and see if you can still do those maneuvers. <laughs> no. Yeah, probably not. I'm, I know, Jesse, I did not. Like, I had this all planned out, mm-hmm. and then you were like, ooh, I'll probably get hung up on skids in TikToks, and you just, like, I felt like I got kicked in the nuts. That was I it. There totally goes your didn't confidence. see that one. Yeah, I mean, there, yeah. there's just, that's why I did, like, five plus, you know, 20. There's just those couple maneuvers where it's like, I uh, can foresee myself in TikToks running out of time. could take me all year. Exactly. So it's like, there's those... Yeah, it's a uh, it's a tough yeah, one. Yeah, but you know what? Someone's got to go big. Someone's got to get that freaking trophy. <laughs> That's right. This is going to require a tremendous amount of sim time and focus. Focus. Yep. yep. It's gonna be fun. I got this. You got it, dude. I got this. <laughs> All right. So six plus three, Jesse. Five plus twenty. Five plus twenty, Justin. Five plus twelve. Four plus twelve. Dan. Four plus twelve. There it is. You heard it here. Hmm. Uh for uh. those listeners who are gonna follow along, feel free to share with us what oh, yeah. you're going to do. Put it on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Post let, up let on Facebook, yeah. send us an email, whatever. Yep. Get together with your friends. Get on the Don't forums. cheat yourself. Yeah. Don't just don't cheat yourself, yeah. man. We want everyone just showing up to these fun flies and ha- you know having a good time. Get your confidence up, confidence, motivation, and, uh, for- <laughs> more flying, less wrenching, less tweaking, well, may- less tooting. maybe more wrenching. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. You never. You that know. is. Guess that it's, is it's true. The year of the pilot in the year of the crash. Well, Dan uh, did make a resolution right. to crash at least four times really bad. You're not crashing. You you're not flying. Is that how that saying goes? Something yeah, like that's, that. That's how the saying that's how goes. The saying goes. Well, if you are- God, I'm glad I got these C700s because that's going to be about the only thing I'm going to do. Why do you four fifty? I've been doing it with the chase. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I almost awesome. feel yeah. like I got to get a shitty little heli that's bigger so that it's more stable, but it's cheaper to crash because my only other 3D heli is the 770. I'm not going to, you yeah. will not see me at a fun fly trying to check off maneuvers <laughs> on the Diablo Speed number 40. I will guarantee you that. Ah, <laughs> uh, no fun. Except for maybe the stall turns. Pussy. <laughs> yeah. I want you to pirouetting auto that 
I'm going to check all my shit off with Ed's Hellies. (laughs) (laughs) I got this. It was funny. I was out. As soon as I saw that pirouetting auto, we were trying to decide on the number of pirouettes. And so I was like, well, I need to go out this and, and try it myself and call it. You know, so I go up there and and I do two, and uh, I'm like, oh, that's not that bad. I mean, if I can do that right off the bat, I did a couple times in a row. Started doing three, and I was like, ooh, now we really got to fly the disc, or else you start running out of head speed in a hurry. <laughs> so I'm like, ah, let's go check the left side. I kid you not, like I bailed and stepped back. It was that. Oh, dude. it was that bad. Yeah, <laughs> I could imagine. Pure wedding. Oh, yeah. So not cool. So nice. not cool. And Jesse, you're almost like being a right rudder guy. That's a. That's a little. Ugh. It just. Do you have left about. rudder, pure wedding maneuvers in any form, Jesse? I mean, Nick's talked a lot recently about going and really forcing himself to learn the right stuff. Yeah, I mean, when I was just set up the field a couple weeks ago, I can still do uh, pirouette, you know, pure flips, and that in left, stuff. same, yeah, in left, but same, same sort of thing, like <laughs> like me, like that, pure that really trickles. I can do pure flips down, you know, oh, because those left, left rudder circuits, oh, those look great. <laughs> but hey, I can do pure flips. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And uh, hey, Antonios, I know you're listening. Hate to break it to you, buddy, but put those uh, reversals on hold and get on this list, my friend. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Get it going. Well, there it is, guys. That's the uh, that's the master plan. That's two thousand fifteen. Put together. The year of the pilot. So enjoy uh enjoy your time trying to get that list checked off and uh patch up all those holes that we all have. Yeah. Right. Well, before we get going, uh we probably should do some emails. Nick, if I wanted to get in touch with you, how would I do that? Uh, you would send me an email to nick at rchelynation.com. And Justin? You would send me an email at justin at rchelynation.com or catch me on Facebook. Jesse? You could send me an email to jesse at rchelynation.com or Facebook as well. I'm Dan. You can reach me at dan at rchelynation.com and Dan K. Reed on the forums. Um, <clears throat> keep an eye out on Facebook, guys. That's where we're going to be posting a lot of this uh information uh, about what we're doing and uh, when we get these forms that uh, Justin mentioned we'll probably let you know about that on Facebook as well Justin are those going to be ready to go Monday morning yeah they when will they be Monday out morning. on Monday when you guys hear this okay nice yep. so look for those I think we're going to put them on the downloads page correct Justin yeah I, I'll see how the website wants me to do it whatever makes the most sense it's either going to be a downloads or I'll make it a tech tip so that it's easier to search <laughs> okay and we'll just call uh, it pilot also, proficiency program so you guys should be nice. able to find it while we're doing emails guys don't forget um now that uh, we're kind of s- s- the year starting to roll in uh, events uh, we have our events calendar on our website. You can subscribe to that through Google to where all of the events automatically pop up on your phone. It is absolutely awesome. 
Um, you, if you have any events, you can email those to Ken at rchelynation.com. He'll get the event put in there, uh, dates, you know, address, the whole deal. So, and also, if you're not sure when an event is or how to get there or whatever, hop on there and look for that as well because we try and fill those out as thoroughly as, uh, as we get the information anyway. And also, to yep. keep an eye out on the store page, uh, got a few shirts in stock. Uh, and we're going to, we're looking, we haven't quite decided what we're going to do, but we, we might be putting a few more things there, uh, available as well. Uh, little things, coffee mugs, maybe stuff like that. Let us know what you think. If you think you might want something like that, great way to have a conversation with other heli guys is our homepage, uh, guys hanging out there pretty much all the time. You can check out the chat there. And I think that about does it guys. Um, Alrighty, guys, this has been episode 170. We sure hope you enjoyed listening to it as much as we've enjoyed making it. Have a good week, and uh, me, Justin, and Jesse will be back next week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I gonna be Nick gone. will be out. It's Nick's okay. Same time. Yeah. Oh, well. All right, guys, get out there, do some flying. You're the pilot. Alrighty, Hit guys. the Have sim. Later, guys. Later. This has been a production of RC Heli Nation LLC and is brought to you by Soco Heli Tools, Progressive RC Blade Helicopters, BK Servos, Revelectrics USA, and Rotary Wing RC. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, please feel free to send us an email. Gate up just a little. All right, here we go. You're going to bring your gay up just a little? (laughs) Turn that little knob. (laughs) Let me me just reach over here. Turn my gay up just a little. (laughs) It's go time. I feel a little low on the gay. I'm coming off a little too rough. I got to sweeten it up a bit. (laughs) Oh, wait. Now I'm too hot. (laughs) (sighs) You guys done yet?